The woke revolutionary assault on national heroes is occurring throughout the West. In Britain, even statues honoring Winston Churchill come under attack. From France to Sweden, the woke left seeks to denigrate national history. So everywhere it's the same. It's an attack on democratic traditions. In America, the woke revolution advances. Now, last year, six former Republican, oh, well, six, six former secretaries of education, three of them were, were Republicans, Lamar Alexander, Rod Page, and Margaret Spellings, endorsed a new civic education project. This project, Educating for American Democracy, provides guidance for legislation that's currently before the Congress. Educating for American Democracy seeks to harmonize a national consensus on civic education. Now, the leaders of this movement have recruited a few conservatives to provide cover for what they call a transpartisan project. But the executive committee is stacked eight to two to the left, dominated by progressive academics from Harvard and Tufts uh, and left-wing activists who promote so-called action civics. Of the 300 educators involved in the project, I'd say 10 are probably uh, non-liberals. So let's, let's start with a rather basic question. What does a national consensus tell us about American students? What, what does it tell us they should learn, what American students should learn, rather, about George Washington? What was George Washington? What's he all about? Well, the project laments that, quote, students can make it into their teens without knowing that George Washington was not only a foundational leader, but also enslaved people. Let that sink in. George Washington and the Founding Fathers are defamed by the educational establishment as enslavers. This, of course, is a blatant lie. Washington, Jefferson, Madison were not, by definition, enslavers. They did not seize individuals who were free and put them into bondage. Washington, and uh, as you know, freed his slaves, actually, uh, and provided for their, their education and their economic well-being in his will. Now, during the last few years, this falsehood of the founders as enslavers is now embedded in educational material. Uh, why are they doing this? They're saying, it's provide, does this provide a more, let's say, accurate and inclusive history? Of course not. The term enslaver is a weaponized concept. It's deliberately, deliberately employed by woke progressives because they know to succeed in America, they have to first degrade and delegitimize the American founders. If you can't do that, uh, you're not, they're not going to succeed. But they're in the process of doing it. Um, so the so-called consensus-oriented educating for American democracy degrades American citizenship also by, refer by changing the concept of citizen, a redefined citizen. A citizen now is a, what they call an ethical citizen. Uh, that's anybody who resides in the United States. That would include the, the illegal aliens who just crossed the border, uh, well, this morning. A couple thousand just, just crossed the border uh, this morning, as they have every morning uh, since Joe Biden uh, was inaugurated. Um, now, a major goal also of the uh, progressive woke project and revolution, in, in education rather, is to establish action civics. Action civics is where students receive class credit 
for participating in political protests that magically always turn out to be leftists. They're never uh, pro-gun rights protests or pro-life protests. Educating for American democracy tells us that the, th the great themes of American history are marginalization and oppression. But, but they say, there is a possibility of achieving democracy uh, someday in the future. The so-called democratic possibility when true equity is, ach uh, is achieved, of course, is a radical utopian vision. We've seen this in the 20th century uh, with the Marxist regimes uh, that never somehow never achieved uh, true socialism. Now, Educating for American Democracy is only one project of a series of well-funded, abundantly staffed, overlapping projects in both the public sector and the private sector. There's the Commission on the Practice of, of Democratic Citizenship, an initiative of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, funded by the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Uh, their goal is to reinvent American democracy for the 21st century. Um, there's this Partnership for American Democracy created to support both projects. And significantly, there's this Mellon Foundation project. Uh, it's $250 million, uh, and the goal is it's called the Monuments Project. Their goal is to transform America's monuments. Uh, because they say, well, today, this is a direct quote from Mellon, today our public realm disproportionately celebrates only a limited few. Well, you can imagine what's coming from the, Monu the Monuments Project. Well, recently, the Heritage Foundation reported that woke revolutionaries have essentially seized control of Jefferson's Monticello and James Madison's Montpelier, only learned about slavery, not about the Constitution. Obsessed with the, with the idea, with the concept that the founders were enslavers, these anti-American radicals have def essentially desecrated the birthplaces of these patriots who risked the gallows for American independence. Now, it's important to note that Educating for American Democracy and the Commission and the, and the, and the partnership all have Republican uh, participants, some rather prom prominent. These Republicans serve in a subordinate role, sort of they're the junior partners. They provide bipartisan cover for the, the broader progressive agenda <clears throat> in the name of uh, promoting civic education. You know, it sounds nice. We're in a consensus project uh, that promotes civic education. Uh, but uh, essentially, they're, these projects denigrate and degrade historic America. Well, let's move from culture to politics. Legislation currently before the Congress would implement the woke revolution in history civics education. Uh, the name of the bill is called the Civics, I'm sorry, the um, Civic Secures Democracy Act. This would essentially implement critical race theory uh, throughout history and civic education uh, throughout the United States. The bill was introduced as co-sponsors, uh, two, two major senators. One is Democratic Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, and the co-sponsor, the other Republican side, is Republican Senator John Cornyn of Texas. The bill provides $6 billion over six years in competitive grants to states, uh, local school districts, nonprofits, and to university schools of education uh, for teacher training. It requires a national test on history civic knowledge that would be developed by educators chosen by the Biden administration. 
The criteria and the reviewers for the grants for the $6 billion are determined by Biden's Department of Education. States would have to tailor their grant proposals to Biden's priorities. These priorities were, they were listed in the Department of Education immediately, and they said a good example would be the 1619 Project or Ibram X. Kendi's uh, extolling critical race theory. Now, realizing they were going to scare off some Republicans with this explicit language, they dropped uh, uh, 1619 officially from the, the priorities, and they listed instead uh, this program must emphasize the so-called traditionally underserved. There's no doubt that what they mean, and the state grant proposal writers know that critical race theory, in some guise, is what the Biden federal government uh, project wants. And the, this, the National Association of Scholars sent an open letter to Senators Cornyn and Congressman Tom Cole, a Republican from Oklahoma, he's the Republican co-sponsor in the House. Um, and this letter, this open letter by the National Association of Scholars was signed by leading uh, American conservatives. Some may even be in this room, Stanley Kurtz, Roger Kimball, Mark Bauerlein, uh, Ryan Williams, Jenny Thomas, Christopher Rufo, uh, and others. They, they asked Republicans to withdraw their co-sponsorship. The letter pointed out that the civics bill will, quote, give the federal government de facto power to impose critical race theory and action civics on the states. But Senator Cornyn uh, rejected the letter. Uh, he said, well, I've fixed the problem uh, by saying essentially that nothing in this, this bill shall be construed to to authorize the Secretary of Education to prescribe a, curricula, a civics curriculum. Well, the language doesn't have to be in the bill. They're doing that anyway. Uh, this is the exact same thing that Obama did uh, with Common Core, and now he forced uh, national math standards down the throats of the states. Um, now, Governor Ron DeSantis is the first, and so far the only Republican governor who's denounced the civic bill. DeSantis said the bill essentially was an attempt to bribe the states with $6 billion to sacrifice American history to critical race theory. It's an attempt, uh, DeSantis said, to indoctrinate American students in critical race theory and Biden's other political whims. So he's the first one to speak out. Besides him, uh, uh, pre former President Trump has denounced the, uh, the legislation, and so is Secretary of Mark, uh, Mike, uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Yeah, Pompeo said that Biden's strategy was a, a strategy of soft coercion forcing the states to accept uh, critical race theory. Um, so in general, let me wrap up here. In civic education, many in the Republican and conservative establishment seek consensus and common ground. But what common ground is there with those who defame the American founding fathers as enslavers and who portray America's story as one of systemic racism? What common ground do we have with them? Instead of participating in a subordinate role in a phony consensus project dominated overwhelmingly by the left, conservatives should develop solid, accurate, patriotic curricula materials and present it as a serious alternative to the progressive revolution. And this is already happening. It's being done here in Florida by Governor DeSantis. It's being done with the work of the National Association of Scholars, uh, the new uh, textbook by Bill McClay, you'll be hearing from him later, is a perfect example of how American history should be taught. So at the end of the day, we must realize this is not simply an academic exercise. 
It's not merely a policy dispute over civic education, uh, but a life and death struggle, a regime struggle uh, <clears throat> over the American way of life. Thank you.